Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. All right, Faithful. Uh, I am back in the mothership. Just got home um, from the awesome journey and weekend that we had up in Santa Clara. It was awesome. But we've got some stuff we got to talk about. Um, you know, we, we left. Uh, we did a quick recap show right after the game, uh, walking from the stadium back to the tailgate party, which was really, really cool. But, man, we've got to talk about this quarterback position. The, the 49ers are a Super Bowl caliber team there's no question about that whatsoever now brock purdy um is going to 100 factor into this equation whether he's the guy whether they bring somebody in to compete with them doesn't matter purdy he's going to be involved in the conversation now who else is in the conversation with him right and so you know it was interesting you know we did our one through 90 um player breakdown of every single person that was on the 90 man roster before training camp we had brock purdy number 78 and you know i went back and listened to it it's a 10 minute clip so if you want to check that out and again that's the unbiased take after watching some of his film and all those things um once you're through with this just type in uh brock purdy countdown it's the first video that pulls up um and and again like i i said on the show there's it's going to be very hard for him to make this roster because not only does he have to beat out Nate Sutfeld, Jimmy Garoppolo has got to go somewhere else as well. Well, that didn't happen. And Brock Purdy did not um, make the initial roster. He, he was waived and brought back. Um, they kept three initially. Then the whole Jimmy thing took place, whatever else. But it, it was funny because I said, you know, he's a weird cat because I've watched him at Iowa State for a long time, and he was a big-time high school football player. So, like, he turned down Alabama. He got offered to go there. Uh, he chose to go at Iowa State to develop, and he's a hell of a player. There's no doubt about it. Does he have his limitations? Yes, completely. But he's got so many different Kyle Shanahan trademarks, and we saw some of that against the Dolphins. And, you know, it's the next man up. Yeah, poison protector. I love it. He says, Purdy is the next man up, a major philosophy on our team. So let's roll with Brock. I think you do, but you can't put all your eggs in Brock. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he he should def he's going to start this week, obviously. But 49ers went and signed Josh Johnson. We'll talk about him in a little bit. You've got Jacob Eason on the practice squad. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Baker and some other options out there. But, you know, I, I'm going to say this about Brock Purdy. 
you saw what he can do. And I want to dive in a little bit more into what it is that he brings. You know, what's crazy is he's older than Trey Lance, uh, not by much, but Trey Lance is still that young. You know, Brock Purdy drafted number 262. It's been talked about a lot. Mr. Irrelevant. He is the first ever Mr. Irrelevant to attempt a pass in the NFL uh, in a regular game. Like it's never happened. Um, and so the odds are against him, uh, he gets to start against Tom Brady this week. How beautiful is that? Uh, poetic. But six foot, 212, uh, 212 pounds. He ran a 484. So he's got a little bit of juice, more than Jimmy. Uh, I don't think that's saying a lot, but, you know, he, he's a small guy. Uh, he's small, but he's got a quick release. He's got a lot of experience for a college quarterback. 46 consecutive career starts. Um, at Iowa State. I mean, the dude was, I think, back-to-back Davey O'Brien Award finalist for, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, 81-33 to 33 touchdown interception ratio. And again, I'm going to go back and dig up my um, draft breakdown stuff that I did for Patreon on him because we've got some film, some college film. Obviously, we're going to be breaking down all of the, the every single snap from this game. That's going to be up on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Um, yeah, big Papa. Look at this. Brock Purdy was 10 months old when Brady played his first game. That's weird. Um, and now they get to play against each other. Um, it's not, nobody wanted this. Um, nobody, nobody wanted this, right? But it's what we got. Uh, we got, we got two hobbled quarterbacks, you know, Trey Lance broke his, his ankle slash foot second week of the year. We make it to week 12 or week 13, and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his. Now it's Brock Purdy time. It's – nobody wanted this. This isn't the script. <laughs> you are 8-4. You're in first place. You're controlling your own destiny, and with this defense, there's a lot that's still there. And, you know, I, I keep going back to this thought in the back of my head. The 49ers can make the playoffs with Brock Purdy. Like, that is – that's not too much of a concern. We're 8-4. and four. I have been screaming with the NFC and kind of where everything is right now. You get to 10 wins, you're probably going to be in there. You're probably going to get in. So, you know, you look at the 49ers schedule, right? You've got five games left in the regular season. You got Bucks, Seattle, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. You got to get two. If you get three, guaranteed. You get to 11 wins, guaranteed. Now, which wins, if you only win two, but if those two games are against the Seahawks and Commanders, well, then you're going to be in. Because right now, those are the last two teams. Whenever you look at the wild card and all that stuff, obviously the Seahawks in our division, you got to get two. You got to get two. So Brock can get you into the dance. Can he bring you home the Super Bowl? Man, I don't think that's a legitimate conversation at this point. And I'm not trying to throw shade on Brock. I like Brock. But can he – how many of you guys honestly believe that this team is good enough that Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl? Because that's your goal. The problem is, let's say you answer no to that question. Well, what else are you going to do? Trade deadlines passed, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It hurts. Matthew says, can Purdy be a Trent Dilfer-type quarterback compliment to our D, uh, work for the Ravens? Dilfer was good. We just don't know. <laughs> like, that's probably the best way to say it. Now, we do have some awesome quotes. Juan's amazing. Uh, he got all these to us. He was out partying with us. So, let's do this. Let's start with Kyle Juszczyk. Plenty of faith in Purdy. A lot. A lot. Um, Brock, I think, has played a lot of football. And you can tell. Um, just the way that he plays the position, he, um, you know, he has a savviness to him. He has an understanding, uh, he has a confidence to him. Uh, and I thought he did a really good job today, um, in the huddle, just kind of, you know, commanding everyone's respect and, um, getting the plays in and out and, uh, just delivering some confident, um, passes out there. So I, I think we can definitely still do some things with Brock. And so, like, sorry, guys, my voice, like, it's funny, uh, Clayton, who, man, it was awesome partying with him this weekend. It was cool. Clayton and I never met in person, so this was our first time hanging out. 
had a great time. He's in our private chat. He's like, hang in there, man. Yeah, the voice. We turned we we had a good time, man. We partied pretty hard for back to back days. It was incredible. All the people that came out, man. Shot Jay. We got to meet the ever amazing Shot Jay and his girl. They were incredible. Um, he says if you get the chance, go to the 49ers Rush Road Trip. Uh, he got to take part. It was such a good time, man. We we had the family together. Um, you know, all the people that were able to help was incredible. Shout out to Marquise and his wife. Uh, they were on the grill. We had tacos. We had drinks. We had it all. And, yeah, man, we were we were partying hard, uh, which is awesome, and celebrated. It was a weird game to celebrate because you did just dismantle a very quality opponent in the you know Dolphins. But I kept saying over and over again, this was one of the most high-energy games that I can remember being a part of in a long time. And I go to a lot of games. It was just fun, which is weird to say when Jimmy Garoppolo gets carted off in the first quarter. But when Brock Purdy came in, it was awesome. Um, it was awesome. Mosquito Killer, we got to hang out with him in Atlanta. Uh, he had a great time out there as well. Man, we had a good time. It was, it was awesome. Now, let's stick with hearing from the players because – now, what is a player going to say at a press conference when they ask about Purdy? I get it, but try to find stuff that kind of helps understand what this team sees in him. Here's Nick Bosa. It's hard to tell in practice, but um, whenever he's gotten a shot in preseason, um, he looked like he had some dog in him. I love his mindset. He's super tough. Uh, he's not afraid to make mistakes. Um, he gets playmakers the ball so he's our guy now so we gotta roll he's our guy now so we gotta roll hey, there's no trade deadline that's not a thing um <laughs> daryl what's up my friend he said thank you for the gift in the super chat he says good grief talk me off the ledge man i don't know jimmy was awesome there, there's no doubt about it. Like, he was playing his best ball. And, you know, the the place that I go back to and probably the most, like, upset or, you know, like, emotional is, like, I hate when people have kind of, like, rebounded and fought through stuff. And Jimmy has. He's fought through so many damn injuries. And he was finally putting it all together. Literally, the day of the game, they came out and said, oh, 49ers and Jimmy are open to uh, working something out long term. You know, Wayne, uh, he he, he, he was the first one that told me about it. And I was like, man, I was like, he is playing great, but, like, he's got to stay healthy. We got to see how long he can stay healthy. And one quarter, uh, <laughs> Purdy is not intimated by the moment, intimidated by the moment. Yeah, you're right. Um, he, he steps in there, man. He's he's fearless. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I in my notes – um, from our draft write-up that we did, this is before we drafted him. Um, I, I put competitor that thrives in short to intermediate range, not a powerful arm, has improved since his freshman year, uh, but not near as much as everybody hopes. Um, that's just kind of who he is. And Adam Peters, after the draft, said, "Quote: Shanahan loves how he takes a hit and stays in the pocket. He's not somebody that's going to get rattled. Uh, again, forty-six consecutive career starts." 19 rushing touchdowns like this dude he's a big deal man um and you know my athletic comp for him was nick mullins and he reminded me of brett ripian like that's those aren't you know make you feel amazing comparables but whenever you look at the numbers and the 40 yard dash and arms and all that stuff he's small he's six foot he's a smaller guy and his athletic measurables not gonna do anybody any good but quarterbacks all up in the head um how is he going to respond to getting all the number one reps in practice well he responded pretty damn good just getting thrown in there you know we look at just his stats he's pretty damn good he threw the ball 37 times like that's a lot of passes 25 of 37 210 yards um Two touchdowns, one interception, three sacks. His QBR was 57. Look, anything over 50, that's above average. That's all you need. 88 quarterback rating, like passer rating. Can he do this? Can he just do what he did? He doesn't have to get better. 
right? He doesn't have to get better. And look at this uh, from Swaggle. Uh, Swaggy J, what's up? He says, with this team and weapons we have, we need someone fearless to throw the ball to our weapons. Maybe what we're missing for this offense to complete it. You put up 33 points. Now, we had three points. It was 7-3 to three when Jimmy got hurt, I believe. I think that's correct. 30 of the points came uh, from, actually, you had the uh, interception or the fumble return by Drake Greenlaw. So, 23 points. That's a lot of points. Consistently that he put up, as the quarterback, right? And so, man, if you're just going to kind of turn them loose, you just got to turn them loose. And somebody said this, you know, in the chat, just get it to the playmakers. Well, uh, some 49ers agree with you here. Yeah, no, I tried to watch for the most part. You know, I'm I'm, I'm so locked in on what we got to do defensively, you know, on the sideline, just kind of making adjustments. But for the most part, I think he did a great job just getting the ball where it needed to be, you know, pressure in his face, delivering the football. And, you know, like I mentioned, he just doesn't he doesn't have to do too much. Just just be himself um, and, and let the playmakers do their thing. It's simple in the fact that, you know, somebody brought up Trent Dilfer. That wasn't a great offense. Their running game was amazing. So the 49ers do have a lot of those things built in. You have a great defense. You have so many playmakers. You don't have to throw the ball deep. Like he didn't complete one pass over 20 yards, which, you know, usually Jimmy never does, right? Like, just let him check it down. He's fearless, and you're going to have turnovers. Like, that is the thing. You know, uh, the guys I was sitting with, we had a great time. Uh, really appreciate it, guys. Um, but, like, I kept saying, like, he's going to put the ball in jeopardy. And you saw that, you know, with the across. His body to Brandon Ayuk almost got picked off. He got pass interference call on it. But, like, he's going to put the ball uh, <laughs> in some situations, which is rough. Um, from Mr. Carver, he said, would it be enough for us if Purdy can just be a game manager? Right. Okay, so, like, again, can he win games? Yeah, we're favored next week against uh, freaking Tom Brady, <laughs> which is crazy. But – can you beat teams like the Chiefs, the Eagles, right? The Dallas Cowboys with these teams that can put up a lot of offensive production? Nobody can tell you that for sure. I mean, yeah, we just wiped the floor with the Dolphins, but they don't have a good defense. Tampa Bay's got a pretty damn good defense. What is that going to look like? You know what I mean? So yeah, I think we'll have to kind of wait and see. Now, uh, right here, Daniel says, next week versus Tampa Quarterbacks drafted 199, and I think it was 262, not 259. Am I wrong on that? Uh, because I think we had the extra picks because of all the minority hires. I think it was 262. Can somebody look that up? Uh, so, cool. I got thumbs up from Clayton, the man behind the scenes. So, uh, But, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, just the idea of getting your very first start versus Tom Brady is crazy. Yeah, uh, Coach Cruz, man, awesome hanging out with you. This dude's awesome. He says the fans are pretty quiet today. The Dolphins fans were. Yeah, I, and I'll say this. Dolphins fans showed out. You know, our party Saturday night, there were as many Dolphin fans as there were uh, 49ers fans there. It was. I love seeing it. Um, you know, we had John Taylor. Oh, man, let me say this. One of my favorite things that took place this weekend, and you know, we we had the opportunity to meet so many people. John Taylor was there, Eric Wright, Mark Clayton, uh, Mark Duper. Man, freaking the 40 Jed York stopped by, which was awesome. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, but John Taylor was awesome, man. We were doing trivia and asking questions, and he was talking trash to everybody. Uh, it was all it was it was a really good time. It was cool to see the personality come out and just kind of who he is. And yeah, I'm very thankful. And hopefully the people that got to meet him um, had a good time. Uh, but it, it was, it was a good experience for sure on Saturday night. Now, you know, it, the Dolphins fans, though, they showed out and they were around the stadium. They were barking, man. They were talking a lot, um, which I, I love that uh, personally. I really like that. Um, but yeah, they got quiet uh, once that, you know, fourth quarter ha happened. Faithful from birth. Josh had an awesome time. Everyone needs to do a rush trip uh, if you can. What's up, Faithful from birth? Really appreciate it. It's just, you know, getting people together. That's the idea. Um, and I think it's gone well. We still got two trips left, guys. So uh, we're doing a party with the Seattle from, uh, Faithful chapter, which is going to be so fun. Um, 
Wednesday night right before um, the game, and then we're doing an all-day tailgate right across the street, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go get your tickets there. Um, and then we're doing Vegas, which um, that's going to be a fun one. We're doing a day party the day before, like a 12 to 4, um, and then we're going to do a tailgate there as well. Um, so that that's kind of what we've got on the agenda. That's it. Only two trips left. It have been a lot of games, a lot of traveling for sure. Um, let's get back to Brock Purdy. And we haven't heard from the head coach nearly enough on this. And there, there's a lot that people kept talking about with him and asking him questions. So let's let Kyle talk just about Brock Purdy and kind of what he liked, uh, some of the things that he saw. Um, Brock came ahead and made some big plays. Um, I mean, he plays – He's got some balls out there. Forgive me for saying it that way. Um, he's, you know, we, we got to clean some stuff up, obviously. Um, but just throwing him in there in the heat of battle like that, um, how much zero that team did too, um, which you guys could see. I mean, that was a big plan of theirs, and they had some good adjustments, taking away some of our hot throws. So we were having to change a lot of stuff on the fly. So um, putting a lot of pressure on him in that way. And um, I thought he did a hell of a job doing it. Um, didn't um, – protected the ball well, didn't have any turnovers, and uh, made some big plays, too, that I thought weren't there always. Yeah, it, it, the, the idea that he had some balls, right? Uh, he did. Dad, appreciate the gift, my friend. He says, John, just tell me he's better than Mullins and Bethard, and I will be fine. So, okay, I don't think that you could put – he's nothing like uh, C.J. Bethard. It'd be very difficult to find maybe his toughness in the pocket. Um, he's much more Mullins because he is a risk taker, like, like what – you know, Kyle just said he's got some balls. He's gonna he'll throw it. He doesn't care. Uh, he he's going to throw the ball. But we don't know what his upside is. We don't know. You know, with Mullins, the reason why they were fine letting him go is just the turnovers. And, and what did Kyle reference there? He said he didn't turn the ball over, which was a mistake. Um, he did have one interception, but I walked away from the it was a fourth down and four play, okay. And so you go for it on fourth down, which uh, that's cool. I'm cool with that call. You cannot go down with a sack. You can be dangerous with the ball on fourth down because if you don't complete it or whatever else, who gives a damn? They're getting the ball anyway. So I love the experience and the game awareness to say, hey, it's fourth down. If I got to force something, that's the time to force it because you're not in field goal range, whatever else. So he throws this interception jump ball um, to Ayuk. It wasn't a good ball. But he he was he was left it on the field. Whenever I break down quarterbacks for the draft, one of the things that is just so important to me is just game awareness and understanding what you cannot do. Right. So if it's fourth down, you can't take a sack. You can't. You can throw a freaking hail mary. You can whatever throw into double coverage. Don't give a damn. You got to give your players an opportunity. And he did that. Resulted in an interception. Actually helped the 49ers because it cost them like twenty plus yards. But like, there were so many times where I was like, all right, this kid. Like the situation wasn't too big for him. You know what I mean? Like he played really, really well. And, and yeah, it was it was like a punt. That's what Josh said. So. That's why Kyle's like, oh, you know, didn't even cost a turnover. That went on him. And, yeah, Mosquito Mullins just made some of the dumbest throws. Yeah, average 2.2 turnovers a game. Can't win football like that. And so all Brock has to do is just chill the hell out, get some third downs, run the ball, and just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Um and, you know, probably my favorite thing about what Mullins – or Mullins – oh, gosh, sorry, guys. I won't do that again. Uh, my favorite thing about what Brock Purdy did is, man, he was getting through his reads. Not only, you know, one, two, three, left to right. Because it's easy if you've got, like, a trips right. Let's say you got a three-by-one set. So you got three wide receivers on the right side of you. It's easy to go outside, middle, you know, this. And so I'm, I'm half the field read. I get that. That's three things, and it's hard. But there were several times where he was right to left to check down. That is – that's experience. Again, 46 consecutive starts at Iowa State. Um, I do think that it was funny. I just thought about this, that the Iowa State quarterback comes in and does not throw it to his Iowa tight end. Uh, those two schools hate each other. So I don't know what Kittle needs to do, um, but we got to get Kittle way more involved. He only had two catches. Um you know, one of that's that's one of the things I'm kind of worried about. There is, man, you got to get Kittle involved. You got to, 
because I think one of those targets came from, or one of his catches came from Jimmy, but we'll see there. He, he's got to, he's got to figure some things out, but you know, Kyle talked about how he was reading the field and how it was impressive. Yeah. That was the first big adjustment that we had to make. And, um, but, and, and he's the one who had to do it. So he did a hell of a job recognizing the blitz, getting that and um, getting into who we were trying to on the play. And that was the pass to Kittle. That was one of the biggest plays where they were coming and they were basically loading the box. They had 11 in the box a lot of times. Um, and, you know, it was hard because it's third and short or fourth and short, and you've got – they're selling out to stop the run. And that's what he said. They're doing zero. And when we go through the film for our Patreon, I'll highlight all of this. The Dolphins basically said, hey, we're going to make this kid throw the ball. And we're going to stack the box and stop the run. 49ers still ran the ball, <laughs> even though uh, if you look at, you know, 34 rush attempts for 121 yards, almost all of that was, you know, Mason on eight carries. Jordan Mason was for real, guys. Um, eight carries, 51 yards, averaged 6.4 yards in loaded boxes. Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries for 66 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. McCaffrey did almost all his work through the air. Eight catches, 80 yards on 10 targets and a touchdown. That's just stupid. Um, and yeah, Mason should be getting he should be getting a lot because he just looks so damn good. Um Jet Marquis, he says, Do you think we missed on Justin Fields? Um, I like Fields. I would say it took Fields, I, I think it was 18 games to look decent. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, he still can't win games. I know his team sucks, but I think they have the longest losing streak in the NFL right now. I like him. Um, I really like him. I think he's good. But, yeah, if we're just looking at, you know, back to the draft class, we don't know on Trey. Like, that's just the most honest thing. He's the youngest quarterback still. He's 22. <laughs> we don't know. Can he come back? I know everybody's been saying, like, it's not an option, not an option, not an option. I think it could be in January. I think it could be in January. If there's, there's, if there's a remote chance he could come back, that's what you're hoping for. Who knows how that injury goes and all those different things. Um, but Justin Fields, he's looked good the past, you know, four to five games. Still not winning them, but he's he's shown a lot of flashes. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he's finally starting to turn around. Mac seems like they're almost done. Um, and of course, Zach Wilson, that one seems like it's done too. So, you know, for what everybody was heralding as like one of the best quarterback classes uh, in decades. Not looking too bright, um, but I'm not betting out on Trey Lance. I, I don't know how anybody could feel that way uh, with how young he is, and it's a foot issue, but he, he'll be back at some point. Will it be this year? Probably not this month, <laughs> but if you get into the playoffs, uh, it could be a possibility, and if Brock Purdy stays cooking, I think everybody would feel a lot better about like, you know, Trey Lance being a backup, you know, emergency situation than Josh Johnson or Jacob Eason or Baker Mayfield. Ugh, ugh, I don't even want to. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy, but that's okay. But we're going to cover that uh, real quick. Joe, I want to get this question. He said, again, the best quarterbacks historically have been better students of the game than athletes. Um, I trust this kid's physical limitation over an athletic ceiling. Yeah. But the NFL is changing. Like, if you look at what is now, you've got guys like Patrick Mahomes. You've got guys like, you know, Josh Allen. You've got guys like, you're right. Historically, you're correct. Um, but also historically, there weren't a lot of athletic quarterbacks back in the day whenever you had, you know, GMs that just really didn't want that. And I understand that. Um, but you started to see a change with guys like Joe uh, Montana and Elway and whatever else. And so it, it's, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. You win with what you got. And Brock Purdy has what Shanahan loves. Quick release, decision-making, gets the ball out fast. So that's big. Now let's talk Baker. But before we do, uh, let's pay some bills with our sponsor from my book. Man, we hit a bid. We, we hit more this week. We, we keep winning. I love it. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie. As always, if you want to enjoy... The football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general. You can bet on anything over there. MyBookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season, 
double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit 250, you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely. My bookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us, mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie all right let's talk some baker mayfield um now let me be very honest and forthright because this is um this is very important i hate baker mayfield <laughs> like i'm putting my bias out there so understand where i'm coming from i'm a longhorn um i i cannot stand this man as a person as a player now okay let's let's combat that when he's on the field he plays his ass off, and he leaves it all out there. Um, off the field, oh, my gosh. Can't stand him. Uh, I think he's one of the worst teammates uh, with the way that he talks and basically puts everybody's business out there. Um, not a fan. And if you look at his journey and kind of where he's at, I think it tells a lot, a lot of the story. But, it, you know, again, Tim says the Panthers let him go. It says a lot. Yeah, they they he went forth and asked for a trade. Now, the reason why the Panthers weren't playing him, because if he did play more, their pick that they traded for him would go up around. So for them, they're like, screw it. Let's go with Sam Donald and P.J. Uh, Walker, which should tell you even more about Baker Mayfield. Um, and so <laughs> Boat says, yeah, if the Panthers have you as a third-string quarterback and P.J. Walker's on the roster, that says everything I need to know. Now he's a former number one overall pick. I get it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest not the biggest Baker guy. Uh, we'll dive some more into that. Oh, we got a big gift. I love it from my Rhino. Thank you so much for the super chat. He says, uh, this is from my Rhino. In my humble opinion, this entire quarterback situation sets up 23 next year for Brady to sign a two-year contract, allowing Lance to sit behind him and learn. Uh, that is unless Purdy does unthinkable. You know, it, we're going to have a lot of time to spend in the offseason you know, I, I don't know. The more I watch film, which I'm going to dive in a lot more on Brady, he's still throwing it deep really, really well, um, which is crazy at his age. But, yeah, that team's taken a huge step back, and he has not played well uh, behind this offensive line, but they're struggling. Talking about the Bucks, and we got them this week. So we'll see. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, the stories are well-documented. His love for the 49ers growing up from the area, all those types of things, I get it. Those stories aren't going anywhere. Um, do I personally think that that is a good fit? I do not, but um, doesn't mean it couldn't be a possibility because I thought there was 0% chance that Jimmy Garoppolo would come back after this year, after everything he's been through. Then the rumors came out yesterday. Then he got injured yesterday. So, man, who knows? Maybe Jimmy comes back on a cheap deal. Maybe somebody like Tom Brady comes over. I, I will say this because I kept telling everybody there was Tom Brady wasn't going to happen because he was under contract and like you, you trading for him. Who's going to trade away Tom Brady? Well, he redid his deal this year and basically set it up so that he can walk next year. So the Tom Brady redid the deal so that he has the option to basically go to another team next year. So contractually, that is much more favorable than this past year. Um, it, that's why in the whole offseason, I was like, no, that's not going to make sense. And people were like, oh, we could trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 
$100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Upload for Tom Brady. I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. They have a downfield vertical passing attack. Jimmy doesn't do that. So to you, my uh, Rhino, I'd, I'd say this. Contractually, it makes way more sense now. Because one of the largest hurdles, uh, so if you're one of those diehard Tom Brady to the Niners guys, and you know, I get it, it's much more likely next year. However, okay, if if I was a decision maker, that is not something I would go for. Um, you invested so heavily in Trey Lance, dude's got to get a shot. Um, and you know, I, I think we saw him for what six quarters this year, uh, left a lot to be wanted, wasn't amazing, it was not, but. I still got a lot of faith in that kid, um, but that's just me. Uh, Kim says, Lance haters want him to sit till he's 30. Uh, so that's eight years. He'd sit eight more years and be 30. And, you know, you're seeing something like it right now with the, the Packers. You know, Jordan Love comes in. He looked good. He sat for a long time. And, you know, one of the things that I think the 49ers need to be very thankful for is just how young Trey Lance is. Like, he's 22 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you're okay. You are okay. He's got time. We, we do not have to rush this. And I think he should start. He started this year. It just didn't go as planned. Um, I, I'm, I'm still a Trey Lance believer. That's just kind of who I am. And so, uh, it, like, that's just where I am. Gammon, thank you for the gift. He says, only football Ayuk catching is from the Jugs. Um, I don't know. Ayuk, he had nine targets. He had five catches. Uh, for 46 yards and had, you know, that big pass interference call. Uh, I thought that was huge. You know, they kind of shadowed Xavier Har- Howard with Ayuk. Uh, we'll see here. But, you know, yeah, no doubt about it. Debo, who we haven't even mentioned on this podcast yet, which is crazy. I thought he played really well. 10 targets, 6 catches, 58 yards, and just big contested catches. Um, Big contested catches. Now, there are a lot of people out there that keep throwing out Fitzpatrick, Drew Brees, um, all these different names, and I get it. I don't know. Uh, if they had time with Shanahan, right, the Shanahan loyalty program is always a big deal. That's why you brought back Josh Johnson, um, who I'm, I, I kind of like Josh Johnson. Um, yeah, I got you. I got you. Tongue-in-cheek. I know, Gavin. My bad. My bad if I uh, misinterpreted that. I apologize. Um, I, I don't know. It, like, you need to know the system and just check it down. Now, it is interesting. Josh Johnson, he's mobile, right? He will run all the time. But he's been around the system. He's been in the NFL forever. If you look at uh, Josh Johnson, right, he came out of San Diego, and he's been around since 2009, um, his transaction page on Pro Football Reference, he's got um, 84, 83 transactions in the NFL. That's how many times he's been signed, released, signed, released, practice squad, released, 83 transactions uh, for him. And he's been in the system. He's got knowledge. Uh, he's been with Shanahan. He, he's been everywhere. He was in Washington with Shanahan. He was in Cleveland with Shanahan. Um, he was with the Jets and LaFleur. I mean, he has been literally everywhere. He gets it. And so, yeah, you know, Avatar, I'm with you. Purdy's the man. There's no doubt about that. Like, I, I Purdy's the guy. But you got to have a backup, right? And in the 49ers case, you got to have three backups because everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets hurt. So, yeah, yeah Trey was the guy eh, until he got hurt. Jimmy was the guy eh, until he got hurt. Purdy's the guy, but you got to have a backup. Is the backup Josh Johnson? Is it Jacob Eason, who's on your practice squad? Is it somebody like Baker Mayfield? Uh, you have Boats. He's the Dante Johnson, Josh Johnson of quarterbacks. You are very, very correct. Um, now, back to Baker, because I think this is important. I want to put a couple things out there to try to set the record straight on some of these things. He was released. So he goes through waivers, all right, which means the 49ers are 24th on that list. 
That means 23 teams will get the opportunity to get Baker Mayfield before the 49ers do. And there's a lot of quarterback needy teams, not to mention just teams in the 49ers division that could just hold a middle finger up and stop this. Because if, you know, one of these teams says, all right, cool, we'll take Baker. We'll see what he got. You know, if there's something there, Baker has no choice. He has to go, has to go. And whatever team claims him, he's got a $1.3 million cap hit this year. Um, so let's look at some of these quarterback needy teams ahead of the 49ers. Remember, 49ers are 24th. Houston, uh, they just benched their quarterback. Yeah, maybe give it a shot, see if that fits. Denver at three. Russell Wilson, I get it, but as a backup quarterback to see if that works, you know, it's a possibility. Rams at four. They they just put Matt Stafford literally on the freaking IR for the rest of the year. Baker fits. Uh, with his arm, fits exactly what McVay wants to do. And we already know the Rams came out and said they were going to take Jimmy Garoppolo if if he was released from our team. So that kind of makes sense. Maybe they get a little bit of spark and, you know, something. The Colts at nine with, you know, Matt Ryan's, I, I get it, and Sam Elringer, I get it. But who knows with Jeff Saturday? That's just weird. Uh, the Patriot at 18, you got them chanting for freaking Bailey Zappi. Um, you know, yeah. Mac Jones yelling at the coach, Kendrick Bourne calling out the coaches. Like, that's a weird situation. But, you know, Bill Belichick likes guys kind of like this. Um, what I don't know, maybe. And then you got the Seahawks who are ahead of us. You know, why not go get him? Not to replace Geno, but to stop the 49ers from getting him. And maybe they, you know, the Seahawks were adamant. And the rumors, whether this is true or not, whatever else were that they tried, the Seahawks, uh, Pete Carroll and Snyder, tried to trade Russell Wilson to the Browns way back before that draft because they were so high on Baker Mayfield. And so you already have that there. Now, again, these are just options. You know, that's a lot of teams that have to say no to Baker before the 49ers could say yes to Baker. Now, the question is this. Should the 49ers... Should the 49ers go after Baker? In my opinion, no. What does he bring? One of the highest turnover quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Bad teammate. Now, is he tough as hell? Yes. But yeah, he is toxic. He's been toxic everywhere he goes. He does play his ass off. He fits the tough mentality. He's tough as hell. But I don't know. Like, what does he give you that Purdy doesn't? He has a stronger arm. He's a little bit more mobile for sure. But how many situations does he have to flame out of? Look at all the coaches Baker has gotten fired. Everywhere he goes, coaches get fired. Everywhere. Um, yeah, uh, Metal Monk says, whoever signed Baker is a sign of complete desperation. It's not a good look, even for uh, best of franchises. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, again, as a backup quarterback, I get it. Does, is, does Baker Mayfield have more talent than Jacob Eason? Yes, he does. He's a former number one overall pick. I get it. Doesn't know the system. Doesn't know the system. So you're going to bring this guy in, and he's going to sit for you know two to three weeks minimum. Then does he compete if Brock flames out or whatever? Ah, yeah. What a one. What's up, man? I uh, love this guy. It was awesome being with you guys. Uh, happy early birthday to Natalie. He brought his daughter out, which was awesome. Uh, Juan says Nick Mosa would destroy him in practice every day. Yeah, there's that's a thing. There's there's a lot of Bad blood between probably Baker Mayfield and everybody. That's just kind of who he is. Um, but yeah, Coach Cruz says, isn't he a better insurance policy than Josh Johnson? You know, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. My, my quick question is, I don't know. I would prefer to have Josh Johnson because he can run. Um, he's mobile. But you're right. I mean, he's... It's not proven. If we look at Baker Mayfield, oh my gosh, man, his numbers, his numbers are bad. Um, 62 interceptions in 65 games. He's a turnover freaking machine. You look at when we, he had one good year in 2020, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He had that one good year, and that was behind the best offensive line in football that year. And then after that, it just went downhill, downhill, downhill. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was the 49ers, I probably would put in a claim. I probably would. 
Yeah, CMC doesn't want Baker again. Dude, nobody. There's nobody that's like, oh, man, if only we got Baker Mayfield. But as a backup or as a practice squad, now, if I was the 49ers, if he cleared waivers, that means his contract wipes. Hey, man, you want to come here? We're going to put you on the practice squad. That would be important for me and why I like that more is like, dude, you've got to make amends and understand you're at the freaking bottom. Do you understand that? Like with a guy like Baker, if I was in charge of the 49ers front office, I'm not bringing him in unless he is groveling. He asked for his release and was given that, right? And Baker's going to Baker. He's going to come in, you know, feeling all dangerous and all that stuff and whatever else. If that's who he is, I don't want that around my team. So if he clears waivers, then, hey, man, we're going to bring you in on the practice squad. We're going to sit you at the bottom of the barrel, and you are going to have to earn your way up. If you could do that with Baker, I might be in. Because if he comes in as a practice squad guy, humbled, then okay, let, let's keep rolling with that. But, and it worse comes worse, then you just cut him. You don't have to worry about the money. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. Is Baker better than Jacob Eason? Yes, he is. Is he better than Josh Johnson? Probably. But is it worth it? That's the question. So that's why I would say yes, but I would not put a waiver claim in on him. I would not. If he passed all the way through waivers, which, I mean, we're at 24 anyway, what's eight more teams? <laughs> what's eight more teams? And so, you know, if he's going to make it past 23, let's see if he can pass eight more. And then you bring him in on your terms financially, and you check his freaking pride and his ego, and you tell him, like, look, dude, we are not tied to you at all. You got to earn any opportunity to be a backup. You got to fight for a backup job. Now he's a competitor, so I think that could work. But again, it's going to be on my terms. I ain't bringing this toxic anything in here. I don't want anything like messing with Brock Purdy. He's the guy, but as a backup, right? As a backup, I think that's huge. Uh, Jet, I love this question. He says, "Do you think Jimmy is done on the Niners?" Um, does this injury make it more likely or less likely? I think it, I don't know. You know, we saw this with the injuries already. What was the number one reason when Shanahan and John Lynch were asked, why did you guys trade up to number three to get Trey Lance? Kyle Shanahan said repeatedly, we like Jimmy and we know we can win with Jimmy. He just can't stay healthy. He cannot stay healthy. Is that his fault? How to gas some of it. You know, he definitely never really learned to throw the ball away. He started throwing the ball away some, but he should have thrown the ball away. He had a hot read, uh, blitzer, whatever else. Yeah, McGlinchey didn't help for sure. But, like, Jimmy should have thrown that damn ball away. Should have thrown the ball away. Uh, should have had a hot read and got rid of the ball. But he's he's bad about that. So, I don't know. I don't think the 49ers are going to be super excited to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. With Trey Lance and all the things, like what changed in a day, I don't know. He, he just cannot prove to stay healthy. Now, he lost a lot of money, which I hate. There are going to be a lot of quarterback needy teams. We already talked about a bunch of them. But there's only two or three you know, draftable quarterbacks that teams will consider franchise guys moving forward. There's going to be a lot, a lot of quarterback spots open. The Jets, right? Like there's teams out there that would want Jimmy. I think he deserves a new start. I want him to go to a team that's going to appreciate him the way that he should be. I want Trey to get his opportunity again. Um, that's just my own thinking on it. I thought Jimmy was done for years. Um, <laughs> last year, I thought he was done. This year, I thought he was done. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it seems like it's a relationship that they just can't quit. Why can't I quit you? Um, it's just, it's, it's the way it is. The, the 49ers love with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's weird, but it's never ending. Uh, <laughs> um, Joy says Jimmy's got to be a bridge quarterback, you know? And the funny thing was, I thought, I think everybody thought Jimmy finally cleared that hurdle. He finally cleared that hurdle. And it was like, all right, I think a team could buy into him if they had a solid defense like the Jets, 
a coaching staff that's familiar with his leadership and locker room things, all those things. Man, I, I really thought I thought he was past it. I wanted him to be because I love Jimmy. I do. Is he my favorite quarterback and easy to root for and all those things? No, but I freaking love the dude. He's brought so much positive memories to this community. Uh, really has. And I wanted him to finish this chapter and move on and the 49ers to move on and everybody to move on. So that's kind of where we're at now. Nick, uh, thank you for the super chat, man. He says, do you remember the 99 bucks? If they could do it, this defense is on par. There's no doubt about it. Um, they can. The problem is, man, there's just some superstar quarterbacks in this league. And can you compete with what it is now, all right? It's a different league than it was in 99. Um, but, yeah, I mean, can you beat – can Brock Purdy go in and beat somebody like Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? You know what I mean? Or Jalen Hurts whenever he's playing. All those things. And so I, I think those are the questions. Can the 49ers do it? Sure. Vegas thinks they still can. Um, but some things are going to have to break your way, and Purdy's going to have to – play out of his mind melissa says uh john clayton uh you guys see uh shanahan uh praise purdy for calling the audible and the kiddo pool yeah we played that uh clip earlier today on this episode yeah if he can do those things and that's the 49ers run a pretty complex system for the quarterback you remember when brock purdy came in when we were blowing out um who were we destroying oh it's the mexico city game whenever <laughs> brock purdy turned the wrong way and tried to hand the ball off and there was nobody there like it's not an easy system. Uh, he is a rookie. He's 22 years old. But, yeah, it's, it's, there's going to be some mistakes. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, and it, like right here, Boat says, uh, Trey is done for the year as per Kyle and available IR spots. There's only two left. Yeah, there are two left. You got three people, well, four people on IR. Jimmy's on IR. Trey's on our IR. Elijah Mitchell and Javon Kinlaw. You can only bring two back. Um, and again, that that quote from Kyle Shanahan was before Jimmy got hurt. And, and I've said this, and, I, and I, I maintain it. I believe Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch almost always, unless it's about injuries. Unless it's about injuries. Then they will say whatever it is to get whatever they want. And so before Jimmy was hurt, or before Jimmy got hurt, that's when they were saying, you know, yeah, no, he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. I guarantee you that's a conversation they had. You don't think John Lynch and Shanahan sat down with the doctors and said, okay, let's just talk it out a little bit. What is the opportunity that Trey could come back in January? You don't think they had that conversation? They didn't yesterday. They did today because the situation changed. It's changed. When did Trey get hurt, right? Trey got hurt week two against the freaking Seattle Seahawks, uh, September 18th. What are we at? We're at December now, all right? So September, October, November. Here we are. We're at four months, maybe five months in. Can he come back? You know, because if you're looking at the very first week of the playoffs, that's the second week of January. We play the Cardinals January 8th. Yeah, we play the Cardinals January 8th, so that's going to be, you know, January 14th or 15th, right? Depending if it's a Saturday or Sunday matchup. They actually did a Monday night game last year for the wild card round. What that looks like, I don't know. In boats, I don't know if he's going to be in game shape. You're correct. That worse, All I'm saying is the time – I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I don't know. But you've seen videos of him working out, doing lunges, things like that. Is he in game shape now? No, obviously not. Could he be in a month? Could he be in six weeks? I think that these are questions that the 49ers are having. And I get why they were so dismissive about everything. I get that. Um, but that was before the injury. And, yeah, like, I, I'm not – I don't know. I, I think – there's a possibility. Um, I think there's a strong possibility. Uh, what's the Ridgeway news, Coach Cruz? Can you let me know? Uh, I think I'm missing this, Clayton. Uh, the Ridgeway news stinks. I hope it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, I remember whenever he came off uh, during the game, he was down for a minute, walked off under his own power. 
Um, I'm not sure what I missed there. I apologize. It's been it's been pretty hectic uh, <laughs> from the game to all the parties and all that kind of stuff and all that. Um, yeah, let me know. So if if somebody can find that or throw that up in the chat, I saw Coach Cruz bring it up. And so we'll, we'll see here. So, Clayton, if you find something – oh, here we go. Clayton, how we doing, man? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Coach Cruz, you are lightning quick on those comments, my friend. I just found the news myself as well. This is from Matt Mayoko. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, he suffered a pectoral injury, the severity of which is unknown. So they're going to do an MRI uh, check-in with the doctors and see how severe that is. But – yeah, you hate it's a big it. loss because yeah, it's a big thank you, Clayton. Uh, thank you, Coach Cruz. Yeah, pec tear is a big deal. Uh, no joke. Boats nailed it. Um, and that's right, man. The the wonderful Clayton, he crushed it, man. He came in clutch at the party. There's no doubt about it. But the idea is this: like you get back a defensive tackle and you lose another one. Um, that sucks. You know, Ty McGill, T. Y. McGill, like he was a healthy scratch now he would be the guy that would step up in that spot which he's had some good snaps uh but Ridgeway's been great you know he he's kind of fulfilled that Kinlaw role um as the big stuffer you know run stuffer in the middle and so yeah you, you've got some big games you know Tampa Bay they don't run the ball too well Seattle Seahawks do but I think they just lost their um running back their stud rookie running back does anybody – here we go right here, Melissa. Um, is Kenneth Walker injury severe enough to miss Thursday night football? We'll see. Um, you know, Pete Carroll doesn't put a lot out there with injuries either. So we'll have to wait and see what that looks like uh, and, and kind of where that is. So so I don't know. Uh, you know, we're in a weird spot. The 49ers are 8-4. and four. They have the longest win streak in the entire NFL right now. Five games. The longest. It was the Dolphins. You took care of that one pretty easily. Chiefs were up there. They lost as well. You've won five games in a row. You've got such a clear advantage in your division, but the injury does kind of put a cloud over it. There's no doubt about it. But the one thing I will say this, this team is pretty damn entertaining, and it's not going to stop. And, you know, we're going to be here for you guys. The defense is insane. This is historically great defense, not for the 49ers, not for the 49ers. This is historically great defense for the NFL. It is quite possible you're seeing one of the best defenses put together in the last 20 years. And I don't think that's hyperbole. I really, really don't. The stats back it up. The play backs it up. You just, is anybody talking about the Dolphins offense anymore? Is anybody like referencing that? I know we focus on quarterback and I understand that. But what the defense did was historically great. They had two plays. They had two plays that were huge. The Trent Sherfield touchdown on the opening play and then the huge, you know, bomb um to Tyreek for the touchdown later on. Outside of that, they got zero third down conversions. Best offense. My my you got to be kidding me. This is a defense that will it's going to go down, man, as one of the best ever. And Nick Bosa, what he's doing, leading the NFL in sacks. Can we talk about Bosa? I know this is a long show. And my voice is tired. It could go out any moment. I don't give a damn. Because this is this is why we love football, right? This is why we love the Niners. And we are living in the weirdest moment. But, yeah, Shane, uh, Bosa is out of his damn mind right now. And he just went out there. All right, here we go. I let, Let's do this. I was going to do a whole nother episode. Let's just keep it going. Let's just keep it rolling. Kyle Shanahan called out Nick Bosa and the defensive line group um, before the game in their Saturday meeting, I think it was. Well, here, I'll, I'll, let's set this up. This is Kyle talking about um, what Nick Bosa, how he kind of challenged him and in front of the whole team. I'll see. I mean, it seemed like it when. And some pivotal times. I mean, I, I got to watch the whole game to really compare it to other amazing games I think he's had. But it definitely felt like that this was the best one of the year um, out there. Um, I kind of messed with the D-line last and Bosa last night, telling them that I thought the linebackers outperformed him last week. And I thought they would smile at it, but he didn't smile at all. Um, and right after that last sack where Dre scooped and scored, he came right up to me. And I thought we were going to celebrate together. And he goes... That's what happens when you talk that, that way about me in a team meeting. 
And I go, I'll make a note. I'll make sure to do it a lot more. So um, it was pretty cool to see. He was, he was great. Unbelievable. Yeah, he threw a little shade at me and the D-line. So uh, we kind of talked in our meeting. We don't like being called out like that. Not that it's, I mean, it's our head coach. So he obviously has the right. He, he watches the tape more than anybody. And he expects the, the most out of us. So. I'm glad we were able to make an impact. He goes on again, uh, apologize for the language, but uh, if it could go on the 49ers channel, I think we can too. So right after the sack, this is what Bosa had to say to the head coach. It's like, don't talk shit about me anymore. <laughs> or or talk more shit about me, because light the fire. Dude, I love it, man. Um, and so, like, okay, let, let's, let's stay on this conversation of how good this defense is and how good... Nick Bosa is. I don't know how he's not the leading candidate for defensive player of the year. And, like, that's an award that goes to one player every year. Do you guys know how many defensive players of the year the 49ers have had historically? Two. Two. All time. That's it. Which is ridiculous when you see, like, the players and lot and all that stuff. No. It's Deion Sanders in 94 and Dana Stubblefield, who I don't want to talk about. But, like, that's it. And so for Bosa to be on that level, uh, and yeah, Boats, I'm with you. Nick, Nick Bosa cracks me up, man. Um, like, he legitimately makes me laugh all the freaking time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Everybody talks about, like, is he really high? It's just kind of his personality. You listen to his brother. You listen to his dad. You listen to his mom. Like, it's just kind of who they are. It's their flow. Um, it's, just, it's just what they are. But so you have Bosa. Defensive player of the year, what do you have? Two tackles for loss, three sacks, one forced fumble. Uh, was absolutely insane. If we look at the just PFS scores, which just came out, I think. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Bosa had a 76.1 grade, seven pressures, three sacks, two quarterback hits, three solo stops, one forced fumble, and 38 snaps. He got seven pressures on 30 snaps. That's stupid. That is stupid. Joy says Parsons and Bosa are nothing alike, and we know Bosa is the better player. He's more consistent in fewer snaps. He's got better stats in every single category. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys and you know their their kind of propaganda machine. I get that. Uh, that's going to be a thing. But yeah, if you watch both these teams now, I'll say this too because Bosa. This is this is what I've said several times. If Bosa shows up in those key moments, this was a big game. He showed up huge. So check mark. Well, guess what? Now you got Tom Brady. What the image of Bosa sacking Tom Brady once or twice, that's huge. Then you've got a Thursday night primetime game. So if you're one defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, these next two weeks is where you're going to get it. You answered the call versus Miami. Best, uh, you know, offense, whatever else. Dude, whatever. So Bosa has the opportunity to go get that award. And this is a contract year for him. And he deserves every damn penny. I hope they break the bank for it. I really, really do. He deserves it. He's that damn good. Uh, but it, the reason why this defense is great starts with Bosa. Not just Bosa. Yeah, talk about Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw, I, I know I'm biased. I know he's my favorite 49er. Um, he was the second highest rated player from Pro Football Focus. Uh, 76.5 grade. Led the team in tackles, you know, two solo run stops, whatever else. I don't care about that, okay? Those things, the scoop and score at the end of the game, don't care about that either. It was awesome. You know, anytime you get a defensive touchdown, it's awesome. There you go. Boats, Boats knows what's up. Greenlaw covering Tyreek Hill on a crossing route and jumping on that and getting zero yards after catch. That play, I'm excited to break down that film. That play was nuts. And that wasn't even his biggest play. Knocking the ball out of Gusecki's hand on fourth down. You know, it got ruled a catch. They reviewed it. 100% not a catch. That's not what Greenlaw does. He's not a coverage backer. That's not where his skills were. He is a roaming range, sideline to sideline player that just tackles as well as anybody. But I said this two weeks ago when we were doing film. He's starting to pop up in the flats and coverage. You've got Fred over the middle, running deep with number three and all that stuff. Fred's the best there is. But now that Drake Greenlaw's play has accelerated, now it's scary. 
Now it's scary because Fred's going to be Fred, and I'm not trying to downplay what Fred did. Fred was amazing. But if you're getting Greenlaw's coverage ability up to the point where you're fine with him guarding Tyreek across the middle and shutting him down, yeah, not really shutting him down, but you made the play. Like It gets scary, man. It gets scary. Mosquito Killer said he's now officially my favorite linebacker since Willis. I respect that. Uh, Josh Greenlaw and Warner, amazing. It's the best combo in football. It's the best. And we're not even mentioning Aziz, who was great. Uh, you know, Aziz, he got 12 snaps. Um, he didn't he didn't rate very well. He had one missed tackle. Uh, but Aziz is amazing. He's a monster. Um, but let's just be real and you give credit where credit's due. I think the 49ers made the right call. Obviously, I I do. In extending, they extended the right one. Um, Aziz is going to get paid in the offseason, and he deserves it. He'll be a starting Mike linebacker somewhere else. But this defense is playing so damn well. There's no, yeah, Steven, no better linebackers in the league, period. Not even close. All right, guys, I'm going to call this show. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to take some cough drops. I want to drink some tea. I'm going to start breaking down some film. Um, Join us over on Patreon. Good gosh. Bonus episodes this week. Um, We're going to be doing a member call-in show as well. So for those of you guys that want to join in, where you come on the show with me, and we'll just talk it out. We're going to do that with the Cutback Crew guys. I'll let you know when that's going to be. But Patreon's the number one way to support this show. Number one. So... Go to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Man, my voice is it's like dying. I think you guys can hear it. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> anyway, love you guys. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Heading over to Patreon, downloading film. We're going to be going through every offensive, defense, and special teams play. And we're going to throw in some Brock Purdy breakdown of his college tape. It's going to be a busy week, but it's going to be a good week. Appreciate you guys and appreciate putting up with my voice uh, and all those things going out. But thank you. And I'm um, talking to myself here. And for those of you guys that are upset about losing a quarterback, I get it. I totally get it. Having said that, how do we end every show? That's right. You got to do your job. It's your job. Go out there. Stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.